Welcome to another episode of Team Upside Talks. Today we are blessed to have Hafsa on the podcast. <laughs> um, me and Hafsa, we grew up on the same estate in West London. Um, and as soon as she heard about Team Upside, she reached out to me straight away and she immediately began to play an, a really crucial role on the team. Uh, to, give a br- to give a brief overview um, of Hafsa, she is an undergraduate student at UCL studying history and the philosophy of science. And she is our creative and very hardworking secretary at Team Upside. Um, as secretary, Hafsa has drafted and edited over 14 newsletters for Team Upside. Um, and we wouldn't be the same without her. Um, so this podcast is all about listening to and learning from other people's journey through education. So without further ado, question number one is, Hafsa, how would you describe the kind of secondary school you went to? Okay, um, thank you for having me on. Um, So the kind of secondary school I went to, I describe as a state school, comprehensive, um, not grammar, of course, not private school. Um, In terms of like the way the school was set up, I'd say comparing it to pretty much a lot of state schools, it was like underfunded. Um, We had, we we, we always had like a cover teacher for languages, sciences, Um, but nonetheless, like I met some amazing people there and I did enjoy my time there. All right, cool. Um, So question number two, uh, how did your attitude towards education change during your time in school? Um, so my attitude towards education changed in year 10. Um, before that, I'd, I'd describe myself as like how everyone else was like just silly, um, just taking life as it comes, just living, like going to school just to meet friends, not going to school to learn. And then in year 10, um, everything pretty much changed. My sister kind of guided me. So even how she was on her own journey in education and she'd come across um, I think she went to like a career day. I can't remember what it was. And she'd come back that day just telling me about all the career opportunity, opportunities that are out there. I mean, like she'd realised that the key to kind of success, as cheesy as it sounds, really does start from GCSEs and year 10 and like thinking about what you want to do for your future. Um, so she'd asked me, I never forget this day, actually. She, she asked me, I think it was near the end of year nine. She asked me, um, what do you, what subjects do you enjoy? And I said, oh, I like debating. I like um, English. I like history. And she said, well, that works well with uh, the career of a lawyer. And I'd always like heard about being a lawyer before. And then from that day onwards, I'd taken it seriously. And then um, from year 10, yeah, I changed my whole attitude to education changed. I kind of cut off the same friends that I had. And I decided, okay, if I want to get to that goal of being a lawyer, then I need to work on fixing up my attitude now. Mm-hmm. So it seems like year 10 was a, was a clear juncture in terms of on your journey. Um, what about when you went into sixth form and when you went into year 12 and year 13, did things change even more or yeah. was it very similar? Even more, um, I'd say it was a bit of a jump. So in year 10 and year 11, I started thinking about it. I started thinking about being serious and, and focusing on my education and realising, okay, I need to get these GCSEs. Um, and then I started thinking about six forms and I realised I didn't want to stay in my area. I wanted to kind of meet new people. As I mentioned before, like there was only one uh, one ethnic group at my in my area. So I wanted to just meet a diverse range of people. Um, so I looked into six forms like Ella Wilkinson, um, Willie Morris, um, Hammersmith quite a few sixth forms and then I settled on William Morris. Um, William Morris in itself I had a few positive and negative experiences at that sixth form um, but the real change for me was um, the people I'd met in my politics class and then also my politics teacher um, 
and then even even between high school and year and sixth form it was really different so I'd gone into year 12 thinking I want to get these grades I want to go to like the top five universities but then just go, being in a different environment, especially at William Morris, where um, there's no there's no strict timetable. You just go in when your lessons start. So you don't have to go in for form in the morning and you don't have to stay until like 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. in the afternoon as most schools. Um, so that jump and that freedom, it kind of put me off track. And then it was the year 12 like going into year 12 summer when you start to think about personal statements what you want to put on your personal statements I realized I'd made a waste of year 12 pretty much um but then like I still I still had it at the back of my mind to you know the dream of being a lawyer so I applied to um all the opportunities that are available when you're in year 12 so like the Sutton Trust summer schools um a, a work experience at like a firm a commercial law firm and like luckily I got into both so for me that summer was a game changer really Okay, wow. Um, so before we go into your like specific experiences in sixth form, let's let's touch on um, your teachers and the kind of the role of mentors because you mentioned your sister and you also mentioned your politics teacher um, already. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my question for you is, who were some of the mentors and teachers in your life that helped you along the way, and what made them so valuable to you? Um, so yeah, of course, my sister, my mom, and my dad are definitely mentors for me, and they they will be mentors for me like from the day I'm born until the day I die. Um, but my sister's been an, a mentor for me in terms of like my educational development and my own personal development. That's because I think without her guidance, I don't think I'd be where I am today. So having that conversation, um, and just not that conversation, so many conversations throughout my um, education, and even now while I'm trying to get into this career. And um, for example, the first one of what do you want to be? And this is what you can do to get there. And then um, in year 12 as well, th there was another conversation that I think I'd never forget. Um, I'd gotten to like a, the summer work experience at that law firm and they had like a bursary scheme. And before that, I never think I'd be someone that can apply to schemes where like you'll pick it, you're one that's chosen out of like 60 individuals. I was never someone who applied to these kind of things because I didn't think I'd get it. Um, so I came back that day saying to her, oh, I don't think I can get onto this scheme. Um, and she said, why is that? Like, you do, you, you need to understand that you're the person hindering your own growth and your own development. If you just believe in yourself, it can be possible. And I know it sounds so cheesy, but if you don't have that conversation with someone, like, it's very rare that you will believe in yourself. Um, so after that day, I thought, yeah, you know what? Why am I saying I don't think I can get it? Um, so I applied to this um, bursary scheme and it was also like a mentorship program. And even though I didn't get it, I did get to the interview stage. So I think it, they narrowed it down to like, five people out of 60 so for me like that was definitely growth because I didn't even think I'd, I could get past like interviewing or get to the interview stage um and you asked for like other mentors as well isn't it yeah, if, if there are any other mentors yeah. mentioned, um yeah. so my politics teacher his name's Peter if he ever comes across <laughs> I think he would I bet he would he loves education um he's a yeah big I think not just me everyone in my politics class because I think it was again that belief in us and and just the things he taught us um and and like so I studied politics history and sociology and I, and in the year 12 that's when I started learning about um being working class being disadvantaged um so that's when like I'd say my political conscious was starting to develop mm -hmm. um and like he would kind of feed that for us like he will tell us about everything that's going on in the world um but he will also like admire us like coming from the backgrounds that we come from and being so like politically motivated being so inspiring and yeah I'd say that's one of the reasons why he's a role model 
That's really interesting. Your politics teacher sounds like a really nice, it sounds like someone yeah. I'd like to meet. All right, cool. So you mentioned like making it to that final round of, of the interview and how much of an achievement that was for you because you didn't even kind of have much expectations going into it. Were there any other kind of successes or achievements during your time at school that you were really proud about achieving? Like I said earlier, year 12 was like a game changer for me because that's when I started applying to things. I didn't think I could get in, um, but I did get in. So I did like a summer school summer school uh, at King's on like politics, philosophy and law. And then that same summer I worked, I did like a work experience at Anne Overy. So just getting onto that was really big for me. But I do have another example. Um, after year 12 is obviously year 13 when you're applying to all these universities and although I'm applying and although I had that summer of like starting to believe in myself it still wasn't 100% um so my options were LSE, Kings, um, Warwick, SOAS and City and I only put on LSE because I just thought why not I didn't put it on because I think I could get it I just thought why not um but I did get the offer so for me that was a big uh, game changer and kind of like an achievement that I'm proud of before I go on to my next question I just really I'm just really like interested to know your thoughts on this like the first time you stepped into a law firm like Allen and Overy like a really prestigious elite institution like do you remember what that what what, it, what the experience was like to kind of go from Southall to you know what I mean A&O yeah. like, what, was, yeah. what was the experience like for you yeah, I don't forget it. Um, so it actually started in year 10 when I started to think about um, different like career options. I, I applied to the SEO scholars thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. So it's for students in secondary and like they help students like look into these different kind of careers, kind of what where it is for us right now. Um, so they had, there was two instances actually. So they had a open day at Oxford and an open day at Freshfields, which is another big law firm. Um, and like both experiences, I just felt so out of place. Um, this is a funny example I'm going to give. So at Freshfields, I dressed up, it was the first time I dressed up smart. Um, I was wearing like a smart skirt and everything and my tights actually ripped like on the bottom of my knee. And I was just walking around this big fancy law firm trying to not show like the little hole in my tights. And for me, and like even the other students on the scheme with me, they, although they were like from um, different ethnic groups, they were still well, like well-dressed, well put, and they, they spoke well. Um, so that plus just feeling so out of place, being the only person wearing a scarf then. I know like the, the legal career has changed a lot right now and um, the legal profession and is much more diverse, but this is five years ago when I was in year 10 and yeah, I really did feel out of place. Yeah, I feel like it's really like powerful and important for you to share stories like that because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that you're one of many people that have experienced similar levels of feeling out of place. It's mm -hmm. something that's, yeah, it's definitely felt by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so moving on, you mentioned some of the successes of your kind of educational journey thus far. Mm -hmm. um, what I feel like is really important to talk about is some of your failures, because going to UCL, going to like one of the best universities in the world, it can be very easy for someone to look at you and to think that you had, I mean, that you kind of were successful throughout your educational journey. Um, mm -hmm. Are there any stories of failure that you are happy to share with people that are listening? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so just whoever is listening so far, they've probably heard me speak about these big commercial law firms and applying to LSE and going to an Oxford Open Day. Um, but actually, after that year of year 13, I didn't get the grace to go into to get into LSE. Um, and for me, like after already not believing in myself, then getting that belief in myself and then letting myself down, not getting the grades and and people that were in the same class as me, they just about scraped in and got into their university. So I thought maybe I'm the problem. Um, so for me, that was a failure to begin with. Um, but the year in itself was such a, a personal development kind of year for me. So the person that I was in at the end of year 13 and the person that I am now is completely different. And the way that I take on failures is completely different. Um, so yeah, not getting the grades and just feeling so down. Um, my mom telling me just go to go to any university. Like a lot of people from our cultures will know that our parents just think go to uni, you'll be all right. And me just trying to explain to my mom, no, like the uni I go to matters because the career I'm trying to go to, they care about the university you kind of go to. So I had to make the decision to retake my A levels. And not once did I think going into year 12 or year 13 that I'd be the person retaking their A-levels. Um, so like I, I first kind of felt crap and like just looked at myself like, oh my days, you're such a failure. So I had to overcome two things, like belief in myself and also realizing that failure can come to anyone. Like we're not protected by like we're not protected by anything, like anything can happen. Um, and then I also had to kind of use my faith to look at the positives of this failure. And um, so that year I went on a little weight loss journey and um, um, and then also just like the, my, the way I'd studied completely changed. I learned about active recall and space repetition and so much stuff. Um, so yeah, that was definitely such a personal development year for me. And it was that summer that I heard about Team Upside. So I don't, I don't think I would have gotten involved in Team Upside if I didn't take that year out. So it was definitely great for me. And I also got my first um, long-term job from that year. So yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing year looking back at it. But, but the beginning of the year wasn't so great. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, that's a really beautiful kind of story um, because in times of, at the beginning, you never would have expected such achievements and such kind of blessings to come from that period. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. So another question I had, which kind of links to the way you were taught and kind of the teachers that you had at school. If you could go back and change one thing um, about the way you were taught or what you were taught at school, what would it be? Okay, um, so the theme kind of like that I would say from this podcast session is just like belief in yourself. So when, when I think about that, I think like, why didn't my teachers believe in me? Why didn't my teachers tell me, oh, have so you can do it, have so you can get that A, you can get that A star. Um, so one thing that I'd really change, and if I was to ever go into education, is just instilling, instilling that belief in students, like showing them that you believe in them because then once they see someone else believes in them they will kind of act upon it and will try and meet expectations and then start to believe in themselves um and then just like practical ways it's just like the teaching like after taking that year out I realized that we don't need to sit in a classroom and just regurgitate content um I'd say the way like teachers sh should teach well I'm not trying to tell them how to teach but I would say one thing that should really be implemented is this idea of like active recall and and I guess from primary school we do get that we get like regular tests on like maths English and science but the schools I went to we rarely ever had regular tests we'll have like one big mock at the end of the year and it's like at that point who's really remembering what they'd studied in September in July so but I think it does depend on the school as well because I do know a lot of schools do do constant testing throughout the year which shows that it, it does work. Mm -hmm. 
So you've, you mentioned active recall, you mentioned space repetition, and they both tie in really nicely, really nicely to my next question. Mm -hmm. um, so like with hindsight, what advice do you have for people um, like in year 11 and in year 13 about to take their GCSE and A-level exams? Like what did you do that worked for you and what, what do you wish you had done um, to kind of prepare for those exams? Mm -hmm. um, so my GCSEs, they went all right. Um, and what did I do? I think the GCSEs and A-levels are very different. What really worked for me at GCSEs was working in groups. Um, for example, my history was my favourite subject. And the morning before our, our exam, we all came together with our revision notes and we had flashcards. And literally, I think for four hours, we kept going through these flashcards, kept testing each other. Um, so working in groups really worked well for me. Um, but then again, that was four years ago. And I know that GCSEs are m technically much harder now. Um, so I'd use, I'd give the same advice I'd give for an A-level student to GCSE students, which really is that active recall and space repetition. Um, and the way to implement that is you spend, let's say the first four months of, um, by the way, this is just my advice and I don't think anyone should take it um, as like um, concrete, but I'd say the first four months of like that year, just learning the content, um, and then while you learn, just um, making your revision notes and then testing yourselves. But I'd say after the first four to five months, which is when like teaching should really finish in year 13, is just constant testing and no more wasting time on content. And one thing that I just wasted time on in year 13 is I literally typed up the whole textbook for history. And yeah. I thought of typing up these notes. It was so stupid, like it was so foolish, like typing up these notes. Um, that will somehow um, help me get the grades. And I didn't even use my logic like once I tack up these notes what's going to happen with them and I was sitting there in exam season in year 13 with a bunch of notes that I couldn't do anything with and I just started scrambling trying to make mind maps um, and it didn't really work so one thing I'd really do different is um, finish learning content early I know this depends on like how teachers teach and how quickly they finish um, but yeah, finish content early and then make your resources, which could be flashcards, mind maps uh, for essay subject, uh, subjects, which is what I did, um, mind maps for every essay question that worked amazing for me in the second time around when I retook. For literally every past question that I could find, um, I'd made a mind map for it. And then you'd see the pattern that questions are similar. They're, they're questioning you on the same topic. So how different can it be? Um, and then, yeah, so like flashcards, mind maps and quizzes and then like rule testing. So spending an hour timing yourself or how long the test is, uh, writing it under time conditions. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, that's the main advice. That is some solid advice right there. <laughs> I hope everyone's you know, got their note, notepad and pen out. Um, I need to implement it now while at university. <laughs> exactly, mate. I need that advice more than anyone. Um, so, so moving on, let's, so let's move past A-levels. Let's, let's briefly talk about university. Um, so you, from year 10, it seems that you kind of knew that you wanted to be a lawyer. Um, mm. it, like on paper, it seems that wouldn't it, have been, wouldn't it have made sense for you to study law? Like mm -hmm. me and you both know um, that you don't need to study law to become a lawyer. So mm -hmm. kind of my question for you is why did you end up choosing history and history and philosophy? Um, and do you have any advice for year 12 and year 13 students about picking courses at uni? Yeah. Um, so I'll be like completely honest with this one. I still really did want to study law in year, when I retook the second time around. Um, and I applied again this time to UCL, LSE, King's, like the, the, the main university 
universities in London that are do well in law. Um, and I did get into Warwick actually, which is not in London to do law, but I didn't get into UCL. So I was fine. I was actually happy with it. I was like, you know what, Warwick is still really good. Like the, the career prospects are really good. Um, but the idea of moving out wasn't so settling with me. Like I wasn't really keen on it. Um, but I was just, I was fine with doing it. And I thought, you know what, it's going to be an experience. So I'll be cool with it. Um, and so on results there, I'll kind of paint the picture. Um, my mom was on holiday, so she she wasn't with me, but she was calling me like all morning. And so I woke up really early. My my sixth form was in Hammersmith. Hammersmith. I don't mind saying the name now because I'm not there anymore. So it's William Rose sixth form. Um, so it's kind of a trek from Southall. So I woke up super early, checked track, and I thought, okay, I've got into work. I'm happy and I'm fine with it. This is what I wanted. Um, so I go there. I really wanted like much better results than I got, but I was still happy with them. Um, and like I'm leaving school, I see my results. So I'm going to work. I'm cool with it. Um, and like me and my friend thought, okay, like William Russ is near Westfield, so we're going to Westfield. <laughs> like, let's just take the day out. Let's just re relax and enjoy the day. And then um, I saw a voice note from my mom, and she's like, oh, I'm so worried. I want to know like what you got. Did you get into the university you wanted to get into? Um, and I just hear the the voice note, and she's like, I'm not going to go and enjoy my day until I hear like what's going on. Did you try and get into a university in London? Because she knew I really wanted that. Um, and then when I heard that voice note, I thought, okay, let me at least try and let's see what what is out there. I know adjustment is a thing, so let me try it. Um, so I tried Queen Mary, I tried Kings, um, I tried UCL, and I didn't even ever think of that I would go to UCL. Like, although I applied to it the second time around, it was never really like my main option. It wasn't really a university that I had high hopes for. I was just like, it's a good university, but I don't know if I'd like enjoy it there. Um, so this really nice girl on the line, she said, uh, so she gave me like the options that were available on adjustment and it was like history and philosophy of science and then um, a different course, which is similar to humanities, but I just, I didn't find it that interesting. So I thought I do, I did history, politics and sociology. Um, I looked at the modules and it looked like it was more of a... Um, it's like the humanities behind science and then I saw things like Plato, Aristotle, I thought okay this is going to be really cool and interesting um, so then I called them up and this lady was really nice, she filled out a form for me and she said we'll let you know if you get on and then after me and my friend had enjoyed the day I get a call from UCL and they're like we're happy to give you like a space in this course yeah. and even though I was happy I still wasn't sure yet yeah. um, so guess who I call, I call my sister the same person who was like giving me advice all over the years um, and I said, okay, like I can go work, do law, um, still get into commercial law, or I could go UCL, which is like well-known, really good university, um, and I can stay in London. I don't have to move out, but it just means I'm not studying law. I should go to take UCL. Um, and another thing is that like UCL Somali Society is quite big. Um, yeah. So I thought, okay, if I can be like around like a, a community that I know well, um, work, like I, I haven't heard great things about it, even though I know it's a good university, but in terms of like the social life, I've heard isn't that great especially from for someone who's like Muslim black female I just thought okay this is UCL and I've always seen such great things of like what students do there especially those from like um uh those from like my kind of background so I thought you know what let me just do it but I don't think if it wasn't for that push from my sister I would still just be like clueless I don't know what should I do um so yeah that's why I'm here now at UCL at home actually but that's why I'm at UCL um studying this course and you know what, I will give even more, like a bit more um, information that I think might be a bit too much, but I don't mind sharing it because hopefully someone might find it useful. Um, 
so I'm doing this course and I enjoy it and I'm like getting so much exposure to commercial law and I'm going to like so many different career open days like over the past year um and I'm like okay this is cool I like it but like law is still at the back of my mind so I'm like if I can study law like you know that that might be like that was my goal and dream for five years do I really want to give up now um so I made the decision to apply again and I thought uh, the only way I'm going to change course and um do law again is if it's like UCL LSE or Kings only because that's where I am now so I thought I might as well I might as well just stay like in, in the same kind of um like area like is London um but I didn't get in like this is the third time round I thought if this is the third time round that I don't get in like before I applied and sending off I thought I just have to try one more time and if it doesn't work this time around then it's just like it's literally meant to be I can't fight it anymore so yeah this is just for anyone who like they just they've got a goal they've got a dream I say don't ever give up on that dream because you never know and like not giving up on it also will show you like your answer because you're also going to say what if what if um so yeah that's the answer wow man that was a very powerful that was like very moving you know what i mean that's like it's like a whole story of perseverance and yeah. just, like, not giving up like you said um yeah thank you for sharing that i think yeah i'm, I'm very sure a lot of people are going to benefit from that um so let's let's kind of finish off on the big question the final question um after a really really lovely conversation so question number 10 Hafsa what does education mean to you okay um so I'll give you a African proverb this is African <laughs> proverb it says, it says if you educate a man you educate an individual but if you educate a woman you educate a nation um so for me education like as cheesy as it is is the education to success I mean it's the key to success but also it educates people like you being educated you're now going to um, educate someone else and teach them something they don't know even on a small scale for example like I know right now it's a very um like stressing time for a lot of people and we have the black lives matter situation that's going on um, and a lot of people didn't know what white privilege was a lot of people didn't know what the black lives matter really meant so if it wasn't for that education going around on like instagram and twitter and people just um giving like answers to concepts then like no one would really know so that's why for me education is not only the key to success it's like the key to success for a whole nation and and like the whole of mankind as cheesy as it sounds